0: Jesus, Community, Reconciliation, These are the essentials of Christianity expressed from an Anabaptist point of view, says Palmer Becker. Palmer's latest book is called Anabaptist Essentials, Ten Signs of a Unique Christian Faith. Hi, my name is Dan Dick and welcome to Church Matters. Joining me today in the guest chair is Palmer Becker. Palmer is a speaker, pastor, church planter, missionary, author, and educator. His book, Anabaptist Essentials, builds on his previous book, What is an Anabaptist Christian, now published in 20 languages. Welcome to Church Matters, Palmer.
1: Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. I come from Ontario, but I've heard about Church Matters over there and the good work that you're you're doing. I wish I could be a regular listener, but I can tune into the podcast.
0: You can. Thank you for, for those good words, Palmer. And congratulations on your new book. Thank you. Some listeners may not know what an Anabaptist expression of Christianity is. What kinds of groups adhere to Anabaptist traditions, and what distinguishes Anabaptism from other expressions of Christianity?
1: Good question. Uh, Anabaptism, of course, has its roots in the Reformation. Uh, So uh, it came out of basically the Lutheran and the Catholic churches of of that time. Uh, One of the basic issues of that time was adult baptism, Uh, which meant, uh, if you follow Jesus, we'll baptize you and help you to be part of the church. Out of that grew the Mennonites and the Amish. About 200 years later, the Amish split off of the Mennonite groups over certain uh, matters of belief and practice. And the Church of the Brethren also became reality at that point. It grew up in England and basically in the United States. So those three have been known as the peace churches, Mennonites and the Amish and the the Brethren, including the Brethren in Christ.
0: That's a great snapshot. Palmer, why did you write this book at this particular time?
1: I believe uh, there's a lot of questions going on. The traditional church isn't being accepted like it used to be. Some beliefs are being questioned— And yet there is a earnest desire to say life is more than just natural experience or natural phenomena. There's a spiritual element to it. And uh, for many people, the Anabaptist expression of the faith has a freshness about it. It has something a little bit different than mainline uh, Christianity. So I, I think this is an opportune time for us to to humbly share what God has taught us over these last 500 years and uh, let it be for the whole church. I, I kind of compare it to a potluck dinner uh, that um, we all need to put on the table what is meaningful for us. And and this book has 10 dishes, if you might say so, that we can put on that potluck table along with the Lutherans and the Baptists and the Catholics. And hopefully they uh, enjoy the taste.
0: I know your book is careful not to judge other expressions of Christian faith. But at the same time, you're unapologetic about suggesting that Christians of all expressions should consider what makes Anabaptists unique. What has been the response from folks outside the Anabaptist fold to this new book? We're
1: getting more and more people who, from outside the fold that are applying to be pastors of our churches or being part of it, and uh, we're, we're grateful that we have something to offer and uh, want to uh, respond to that in a special way. But like you say, I, I believe we need to be open to learn from others, and hopefully they will want to learn from us. Uh, let me read just a paragraph from the book on, on that one. Anabaptists have often downplayed differences with other believers and highlighted similarities. This is as it should be. Yet this quest for unity has also muted many of the unique qualities and strengths that the Anabaptist tradition might offer to the wider church. Just as there are insights to be learned from a study of the Christian faith from a Catholic, Lutheran, or Baptist viewpoint, So there are unique qualities to be learned from those who practice the Christian faith from an Anabaptist point of view. Each expression of the Christian faith has something to offer the other parts. So in this book, I unapologetically describe ten ways in which Anabaptist Christians are uniquely different from many or even most Christians.
0: That's a gracious explanation or response to my question. What does Anabaptist essentials have to offer those who might be curious newcomers—not just to Anabaptism, but to Christianity? Period.
1: You have to read the book to get an answer to that question, but <laughs> but let me give three three kind of insights. Uh, this book is—it's uh, about the Bible. People are sometimes confused as to how to interpret the scriptures. Do they take it literally? Do they try to obey everything it says? Or do they take it dispensationally? Or is it all about Israel and the future of Israel? It might be all of those, but we say the the scriptures need to be interpreted through the eyes and the nature of Jesus. So uh, no matter what you're reading, whether it's Leviticus and Numbers or something else, we, we view that through Jesus, who is the uh, the best and fullest understanding of god that that we have so i sometimes say if there seems to be discrepancy between something said in the old testament or the new testament let jesus be the referee and we uh, we seek to get understanding as we put it through jesus uh, secondly uh, it talks about uh, community and uh, while most christians uh, emphasize forgiveness from god or vertical forgiveness. Uh, Anabaptists have also emphasized horizontal forgiveness. So, uh, I believe that vertical forgiveness from God is essential for salvation, but horizontal forgiveness is needed for community. And so, I I think Anabaptists or Mennonites have have been known for trying to nurture community, and uh, that uh, has to do with how we understand forgiveness a third teaching of the book might have to do with uh, with peace uh, we're we're known for the peace position and we want to support that uh, there's so much violence in our world and violence creates more violence and the only way to get over that is to to absorb that violence and overcome it with good and so this book tries to uh, talks about reconciling reconciling us with god with each other and uh, trying to do reconciliation in, in, the, in the world.
0: In the beginning of your response, you gave some ways that people interpret the Bible, and one of the words you used to describe that was dispensationally. Can you unpack that for our listeners? <laughs> uh,
1: some would say you need to know for which time period something was revealed. So there was the time of the early patriarchs, uh, that uh, you have to understand that period of time to understand the scriptures. There was the time of Israel and, and the law, and so we have to understand that there was a time of the gospel, and, and they would say now we are in the time of the uh, uh, of the church. But most dispensationalists uh, interpret the scriptures from the point of Israel, that. Uh, uh, and, and from prophecy, the prophecy of Israel and and its future somehow or other. So, uh, we want to respect uh, the Israeli tradition and we are in one sense grafted on to that Old Testament tradition, but uh, we move on as followers of Jesus Christ. And uh, many people put prophecy above uh, justice. And so we wouldn't interpret the scriptures that way. The Bible has more to say about justice than about the prophecy of how things will turn out in the end.
0: It's one thing to read about how to take seriously a Christian life grounded in Anabaptist principles. But living it out can be something quite different. What do you think is the most challenging aspect of living out of faith? based on Jesus' life, community, and reconciliation in these times?
1: We understand Christianity as being following Jesus in daily life. Uh, That's not easy. I mean, take a look at the Beatitudes, uh, to be meek and to be peace-loving and uh, and, and caring. Uh, We need the resurrected Jesus. We need the Holy Spirit to help us uh, live that way. But uh, I believe that Rather than simply believing in the death and resurrection of Jesus, which we certainly do, uh, it's harder to take Jesus as our example to this is the way we are to live and the way we are to treat each other in our daily lives. Living in community isn't easy. We have a lot of divorce, uh, a lot of conflict in our world. And so to live out the principles of reconciliation uh, that Jesus would teach us in Matthew 18, for example, it's not easy, but it is uh, rewarding, and it's, uh, it's rich. We, um, we work for peace. It's not easy to work for peace, but uh, there's probably nothing more rewarding than to live a reconciled life and to have people uh, come to us for that. This last week, a high school student came to me and wanted an interview. She says, I'm doing a paper on, uh, on uh, how to bring reconciliation to, to Palestine and Israel. I says, wow, that's a big assignment. <laughs> but she probed me. You know, what do the principles of the scriptures have to say about doing justice? And things. So I was saying we don't take sides in regard to Palestine and, and Israel, but we don't take sides politically, but we do take sides in regard to justice. And so we had a good uh, discussion about that. And so I, I think hopefully this book and hopefully the Anabaptist tradition, uh, hopefully we have something to say about reconciling the many conflicts in our world. Mm -hmm. Brooksy Covey uh, is the pastor of the Meeting House in Ontario, probably the largest Anabaptist church in Canada. It's got 20 20 substations and and so. And I like Brooksy. He says, we are a peace church because we're a Jesus church. And uh, it comes back to what does it mean to follow Jesus in daily life?
0: Palmer, you've been a Mennonite Church Canada witness worker in the Middle East. Uh, I know that you've ministered there you know, for a number of short terms. How much of that experience has found its way into your expression of uh, Anabaptist essentials? Mm.
1: Well, it certainly tested it. Yes, I did have an opportunity to teach in at Bethlehem Bible College and in its subsidiaries in Nazareth and, uh, and in Gaza, uh, and uh, to work at uh, pastoral care and counseling but also to work at uh, peace, teaching, and exploration. It certainly put me in the middle of conflict. You know, I had to go through the checkpoints and uh, uh, suffered some ridicule in that situation. And how do you uh, respond emotionally? I've tried to develop relationships um, with one family there, the poorest of the poor. Uh, family has six children. He. Uh, he lost his job because of the conflict and is now serving coffee at the uh, gateway to the government hospital there. makes about $15 a day, mm. but to support six kids. So uh, I have a principle that a person ought to always have one of the poorest people in the world as your friend. And, and so I've kind of adopted that family, and I'm trying to help them put their oldest son through university. Mm. And, um It's not a big thing, but I I sent uh, tuition money for some semester, summer semester just this week. And uh, they wrote back and says, Grandpa, thank you so much. You've got to come to my graduation, which is going to be next spring. Well, I need to make some decisions about Mm -hmm. that. But uh, it's uh, it's a way uh, of—I think I've experienced reconciliation at least with one Palestinian family— I'm trying to keep a penmanship agreement going with a rabbi that I've met there. And so uh, it's a very interesting dialogue. On my last trip, I got onto the plane in Toronto beside a a Jewish lady. We had a very good discussion. She ended the discussion by saying, the problem is this Israel, uh, this land is our land, and the Palestinians refuse to share it with us. I got to the other end at Tel Aviv, met my friend there, we had a discussion, and he says, you know, the problem is, this is our land, and the Jewish people keep stealing it from us. And so, how to come together? The conflict there is not a conflict between two religions or between two races, they are cousins, but the conflict is that these two ethnic peoples that see Abraham as their ancestor, uh, kind of thing uh, uh claiming the same land as their homeland, and how do we work that out? It's complex, and we need to uh keep our keep the people there in our prayers and our uh, our compassion.
0: Author Malcolm Gladwell has a popular podcast called Revisionist History. Gladwell says that, and i quote it's hard to explain to an outsider how seriously the Mennonites take these three things, Jesus, community, and reconciliation, unquote. In your experience, do Anabaptists as a whole take these three words seriously enough?
1: Well, the simple answer is no. Uh, I believe we take them seriously, and I believe they shape our life. And I've written this book to uh, highlight those three core values. Uh, I believe they're essential to the Christian faith. I believe they're essential to understanding what does it mean to be Mennonite? What does it mean to be Anabaptist? So uh, I don't want to uh, pull pull back from that, but uh, I, I believe we, we need to encourage each other to live out the Christian faith. And at times, I... Uh, we, we certainly have. During World War II, uh, for example, 10,000 uh, young men refused to go into military service. Uh, when my time came up, I refused to go to Vietnam. I said I'm willing to die for my country, and, and I I am and I was an American citizen, but I'm not ready to kill for, for my country. And uh, that's kind of taken a stance, and we encourage each other to take uh, those kind of... Uh, Kind of stands. I think Christian peacemaker teams are, are showing some guts where there's conflict, for example, in, in Hebron, in my experience in Palestine, uh, the settler children were on one side, the Palestinian were on the other side, they were ready to throw rocks at each other, and the Christian peacemaker teams came along with a Nerf ball and said, hey, let's play catch, and so they played catch along hmm. that division. I think that's a kind of a marvelous example of trying to uh, trying to live the uh, the Christian faith in regard to living our faith. I like what Laura Kalmer, associate director of communications for Mennonite Central Committee Canada, said about alternative service workers. She says we seek to come in humility and weakness as fallible human beings. We bear God's image in imperfect vessels. Our words fail, our actions fall short, and our knowledge is incomplete. And yet somewhere between the cracks and imperfections, the light of God shines through to a dark world.
0: What are your hopes for this book, Anabaptist Essentials?
1: Yeah, I live with hope. And uh, I hope that this book will help us through what I'd say is our identity crisis. Uh, I think we're, we're not sure what it means to be Christians from an Anabaptist perspective. Uh, and this is a simple but I hope basic statement of who we are and what we can be. So if, if this book can help us nudge that uh, not to make us proud or anything like that but to give us security this so far, this thus far, has the Lord led us, you you, you might say. I think we're in a transition period, uh, transition in terms of organization, transition in terms of faith, and, and I hope that this can be a guide to help us through this time of transition, to uh, become more confident in our faith, to uh, to have a vision. Uh, I people, I believe people give according to vision. They feel called according to vision. And hopefully this book can kind of put out there a vision of what can the Anabaptist Church be and uh, prompt response appropriately.
0: I have followed your career from a distance. We've only met a few times, uh, but I remain inspired by your long life of dedication and commitment and service. And I just want to Deeply thank you for, for coming in to uh, speak with us today.
1: Thank you very much. It's been a pleasure to talk with you.
0: That concludes our conversation with Palmer Becker, author of Anabaptist Essentials. If you'd like to learn more about Palmer Becker's new book, Anabaptist Essentials, visit the Mennonite Church Canada Online Resource Centre at commonword.ca. You're invited to join me again in just four weeks for another episode of Church Matters. We're here for you at 8.45 a.m. on the third Sunday of every month. We'd love to hear from our listeners, whether it's by email, phone, or snail mail. Tell us what's on your mind. Call us at 1-866-888-6785. Email us at churchmatters at Mennonitechurch.ca or snail mail us at 600 Shaftesbury Boulevard, Winnipeg, Manitoba. R3P 0M4. This program and the ministries of Mennonite Church Canada rely on your gifts. Please give generously via MennoniteChurch.ca. I'm your host, Dan Dick. Know that you are called, equipped, and sent to be the church in the world today. Thanks for listening. As you go out from here,